0: Welcome back to Inside Sources. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And of course, the issues at the border, the issues relating to immigration continue to be front and center, uh, not just here in the state of Utah, but across the country. And we've uh, invited our good friend Doug Wilkes, editor of the Deseret News, to join us to, to help us break this down into some different components. I think it's so easy to just compile it all together. We've had this uh, big debate over, is it a challenge or is it a crisis at the border? What do we do with DACA recipients and, and uh, families that are already here? Uh, and so let's kind of go through these uh, as you would in the newsroom, Doug. This is what I appreciate, uh, appreciate about your approach. Uh, let's start with, with uh, at the border. Uh, again i don 't think we should debate whether it 's a crisis or a challenge. I just think we should fix it.
1: well that's, you, you make a great point. Do you, you know We spend a lot of time trying to label something, and then yeah. the label takes it, takes it somewhere that 's not helpful. Yeah in point of fact, um, NPR was reporting that as of Monday, there were nineteen thousand unaccompanied migrant children mm. in federal custody, um, and that 's federal data. So uh, is there anyone of any party of any persuasion that thinks that 's good? Yeah. No. So how do you solve it? How do you fix it? People point to previously Trump policies, and they point to Biden policies. Mm-hmm. Can we let that go? And please, let's get the key minds together. How do we help these children? How do we help their families? Because um, it's hard to deny that the policy, as it changed under Joe Biden, did make uh, incentive for unaccompanied children to come across the border.
0: Yeah, and there's uh, there's so many different things that are going on there, and, and to me, it always comes back to these competing ideas that are really compatible ideas, and that is we can have compassion, and we need to have compassion if we have 19,000 unaccompanied children. Uh, we've also seen the images, the horrific images of some of these smugglers, you know, literally throwing young children over the wall to get them into the country. Uh, those are really hard things from a compassion standpoint, Uh, And we can have compassion and we can have rule of law. Uh, So as you look at the young children at the border, again, we have facilities issues. uh, We have unaccompanied children's issues. uh, And to me, the question is, we don't need a big bill to do that. Let's just get some really targeted resources, some transparency and accountability in place.
1: Well, I think you need to do that, right? I mean, um, and to the credit of the Biden administration, they're trying to open beds. They're trying to get more resources down there. And I think we can all support that. Uh, Compassion has to be a part of it. It can't be partisan. Um, Last week, uh, there was a video going around on Thursday. It went viral of a 10-year-old boy from Nicaragua who's sobbing on the side of the road. And Mm. um, uh, Customs and Border Protection agents came up upon him, and he was seeking help. He was part of a a group or a caravan of people that had packed up and left while he was sleeping. So he wakes up. He was part of that group. He didn't have parents or guardians and now he's all alone as a ten-year-old trying to figure out what to do. Wow! So uh,
0: those are those are stunning images. Uh, you know, you look at that kind of uh, compassion and again. The American people, I think, are the most compassionate people on the planet. We're we're always the first to show up. You know, after a disaster, first to donate. Uh, and this is one of those situations where I think we can have maximum capacity, uh, and we can start to address some of the the real issues. Uh, some people just say, "Well, you know, we, we've got to." Pointing fingers and placing blame and shrugging shoulders is uh, is the popular thing to do in Washington. Not my fault. It was the previous administration or the administration before that. Uh, it's always somebody else's fault. Uh, but I want to get to uh, another group that is a to me a very compassionate group uh, in in terms of the where they where their standing is and getting some certainty. So if we look at these young children who are in our country, who came over as young children. Uh, and now finding themselves kind of in this legal limbo space, uh, what do we do with the the DACA recipients uh, and uh, how do we give them a, a path that they can feel like they have a, a path forward?
1: Well, first of all, you and I have talked a lot about Congress needs to do its job, yeah. right? Things have happened with executive order through President Obama and then um, President Trump trying to rescind his DACA order. But President Trump was very clear. He said, look, I support this. Bring me something to sign. Let's codify this. Let's not go back and forth. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's quotes from all political parties about the need people who are here. You don't want to send them to back to a country in South America where it's dangerous and they've never, ever been. And now they've been educated in America. Uh, they're productive citizens and they want to be here. Um, we just have to find a path forward. And, uh, there's acts like the Dreamer Act, and some say, well, elements of that are good. But Congress has been unable to do its job and find a compromise, and it's really time to get it done.
0: Yeah, it is time to get it done because that uncertainty, I think the, the cruelest thing to do to those young people, again, who came here with their parents as young children, uh, is to keep having the uncertainty of not knowing. And people can say that what President Obama did by executive order was a great and compassionate thing. Uh, And then President Trump uh, reversed that, uh, trying to force Congress to do its job uh, and do that. And now we'll see another swing. Uh, The worst thing you can do for someone is to create massive uncertainty uh, in their present and in their future. Uh, And I think the DACA recipients are are part of that never-ending swing that we just need to finish and solve with Congress doing their job.
1: You know, Utah really is the model for this, right? A decade ago um – law enforcement, business, religious leaders all united to sign the Utah Compact on Immigration. And mm-hmm. we've talked about it a lot. Um the New York Times has put it forward. Uh you know, conservative media, liberal media, uh Republican, Democrat, and yet for some reason it's not been able to get done. And um it, it has to get done. I wonder, you know, I I liken it a little bit to the homeless problem. Yeah. You know, lots of resources go into it. Legislatures try to put money into it. Yeah. Mayors try to do something. Maybe we need a a person, you know, like a like a a, a John Huntsman who, you know, who served both administrations, or a Mike Levitt, mm-hmm. or someone who's not tied into the political structure right now and who can say, look, here's how we can get it yeah. done. Um so I don't know. It feels like it's time for a solution. Yeah,
0: it, it definitely is a time for a solution. We've talked about it many times. There, There is such broad agreement on so many of the components, whether it's it's compassion for the, for these kids coming across or the DACA recipients uh, or whether it's the, the need for rule of law and a better process to make it easier to come here legally. Uh, I think the vast majority of Americans and the vast majority of members of Congress actually agree, uh, but to your point, Doug, uh, it's the political parties that uh, seem to be mucking things up because they would rather have it as a fundraising point uh, or a campaign wedge issue than they would actually solve the po- problem of the American people.
1: Well, and again, I'll give you a lot of credit for this, Boyd. We, we talked previously about, you know, legitimately, you could put people in a room for an afternoon. And because there was so much uh, common interest in solving this, yeah. you hit those principles. Take here are the 10 things we agree on. Uh, go home at 5 o'clock, have some dinner. And then come back and do the legislation. Yeah. But we get so involved in all this rhetoric or party politics yeah. uh, or uh, administrations wanting credit. But the bottom line is now we do have uh, a humanitarian issue. Call it a crisis, call mm-hmm. it what you want. But 19,000 kids at the border. And we'll call yeah. them kids, children. Yeah. yeah. You know, we say unaccompanied minors, but, you know, they're kids. They're kids. Those there's kids. There's children. They're kids. Go yeah. help them. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Doug Wilkes, always appreciate your perspective from the Deseret News. Great conversation as always with Doug Wells. Great perspective, and again, compassion and rule of law are compatible principles; they're not competing principles. Uh, and we can get this done. We have to learn to expect more from our political leaders and actually live up to the title of leader. Uh, we've got to do better. I'm Boyd Matheson. Great to be with you on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back.